Welcome to the podcast, where you will learn everything you need to be a successful student at any level of academic study. Listen each week as I interview experts, leaders, and students. If you are studying or thinking about it, you will need practical tips, techniques, coaching, and support to help you get finished and be successful. While you're listening, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Links and info are always in the show notes. So join me now as you listen in, learn, take action, and succeed. Good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to this week's Learn In Your Lunchtime webinar on the Student Success Coach community. It's an absolute thrill to spend this hour with you in our lunch break uh, every Friday and talk about just fantastic topics. Uh, today, we are talking about leadership. Uh, just such an important concept uh, in society today and important regardless of your chosen career uh, or your studies or whatever job it is that you're aiming for or whatever success that uh, you're trying to achieve in your life. Um, leadership, they say, often starts with yourself. So um, leadership applies to so many areas uh, that uh, you know we spend time on and that we uh, are worried about potentially in terms of uh, global uh, politics Um and right down to the macro and micro level in our societies and in our homes, uh, we all, to some level, play a role of leadership. So we're going to tackle this important topic of leadership. Uh, hey, Luistas, fantastic to have you with us. Luistas was a guest a couple of weeks back um, yeah. talking about the success mindset. <clears throat> so if you missed that, uh, Luistas, maybe pop the link to your book and your course and the webinar uh, in the chat if you can, and then you guys can click on that and I see the fantastic conversation that we yeah. had with Luistas a couple of weeks ago. That was really, uh, really outstanding. So I really do suggest that you go and have a look at that. And Luistas, feel free to, to put some information in the chat there about uh, your success mindset uh, book and course, etc. Yeah. Okay, so today we are talking about leadership. And just a reminder that uh, if you would like to get uh, more resources uh, from the Student Success Coach, uh, the best place to start uh, is going to be the Facebook groups. So I'll put the link in the chat there. And um, I think Luistas has even joined us in there. And a lot of our guests do often join us there to continue uh, providing the expertise and the insight that they do in these chats uh, more directly to you. Um, I'd also love it if you can subscribe to this YouTube channel where you are watching this webinar now, um, because then you'll get these recordings and you'll get these webinars. And we often post um, you know, updates about courses and things that are happening um, there on YouTube. So those are two important things for you to have a look at and to get involved with. And uh, please always do uh, like and comment on any of the videos and just, you know, give us some feedback in terms of whether we're hitting the mark on uh, what it is that you're looking for and the value that you want to get um, out of all of this content. All right. And then just a reminder also that uh, there's a mailing list. Um, so there's lots of you know free resources. So when we launch courses, we often provide them for free. And if you're on that mailing list, you'll get them. So for example, uh, this morning we launched um, a digital marketing. Um, uh, so teaching you everything about digital marketing to grow your brand and reach more customers. Um, yesterday we launched a new course on project management. Um, so digital marketing, you know, whether you're going into that field or whether you're la launching a side hustle. Um, we all have to understand the exponentially growing online world and digital marketing, which is, is taking off uh, in comparison to traditional marketing channels. Um, you need tools like email marketing, search engine optimization, keyword placement, all these things. We've spoken about them previously on, on, on these webinars, uh, but we now have a comprehensive course that we put together for you. And then yesterday, as I said, project management, um, in some shape or form, you're all going to have to deal with limited resources, planning and budgeting, and those are project management. Um, but if you're looking for an absolute end-to-end -end complete guide, uh, we call it a complete guide to A-plus project management, um, then pick up that uh, course as well. And both of those are still available for free. Um, when you come into the Facebook group, you'll see the post there, and you can click on the links. And if I've got a chance, I'll put them into the, uh, into the chat Um as well this afternoon right so we've got a nice big group joining us today which is absolutely fantastic uh so very good afternoon jan coquetso happy to have you with us um good day to you as well 
And then Ntumbe Gongo, uh, good day, everyone. Fantastic to have you. Apologies, my pronunciation, but lovely to have you. Uh, very, very warm welcome to you. All right, so what I am looking for is specific questions with regards to leadership. And then I'm going to step through the course that we've got um, available and which we'll provide uh, free access into this afternoon as well. And um, the, the course we put together really intended to cover um, a wide range of topics uh, on leadership. And so what we did was we took every letter um, in leadership, starting from L uh, all the way through the letters, and uh, we then taught on each of those letters. And what I'm going to do now is use that structure as a way of teaching you, um, you know, the high-level concepts uh, from each section and lesson in the course. Um, but the course then, when I give you access to it, you can enroll and go and get absolutely all the uh, insights and detail uh, from that as well. Hello, I am Legend. Fantastic to have you on board as well. And uh, those of you that are just joining, we've got a fantastic big group today. So very, very obviously important topic for everybody. Let's have some questions, guys. Let's uh, let's uh, see if we can uh, have some really challenging and insightful questions on the chat uh, that I'll pick up and give you some guidance on. And just why why would I teach about leadership? Um, I've been in leadership roles for more than 25 years um, from high school. Uh, I was head boy. I was always, you know, looked at uh, to lead, whether it was in groups or um, more formally appointed leadership roles. Um, you know, whether I've been uh, as, a, as, a, as a scout when I was hiking uh, and leading and other boys um, in mountains and treacherous areas and having to navigate uh, all the way through my career. I've just found that uh, leadership roles have always uh, come to me. Uh, and whether it's um, leading and running a department of 150 people at a large bank um, or, or, or leading, as I say, a few boys on a hike, um, I've, I've, I've always found an affinity for uh, leading others around me. And, and that's not to say that you always have to be in those roles to exercise leadership. As I said at the beginning of this webinar, leadership often starts with self. So self-leadership um, is where you start. If you cannot lead yourself, you cannot lead um, other people. And uh, what you'll get from the course and from this webinar is really just going to be an overview uh, of all the key uh, concepts um, with regards to leadership uh, that we packaged for you in this course uh, using that sort of framework of L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P. Uh, and that's really what uh, I'm going to step through uh, in the course uh, shortly. So let's get that up on the screen for you. And uh, then we will get into um, the discussion. So let's have a look at what we've got here. Right. So there we have uh, Salil, my colleague, um, who also helped produce this course. Um, so let's just make sure that you can see everything there. Just going to zoom in a little bit here. Okay. So on the right hand side there, you can see how we structured um, the course. And so we started with um, L for leadership models, uh, E for empathy, um, and then A uh, for action, D for diversity, um, E for ethics, R for resilience, S for skills, storytelling, and self-leadership, as I mentioned, H for high-performance business leaders, and then um, I is for inspiring authors on leadership, and P uh, is for people, and uh, we profile a number of fantastic leaders that we're all well aware of, um, and uh, I even walked around London uh, when I was over there a couple of months ago, and uh, for example, Churchill and Gandhi um, and other fantastic leaders, I was actually filming right next to the statue of that leader and, and talking a little bit about their life, um, and uh, you know, you have different styles of different leaders, but for whatever reason, we've associated leadership uh, with many of these types of people. Um, Tobiso says, how do you become a good leader without being tyrannical or worse a pushover? So, so two fantastic leaders, you know, that we include um, in this course and which I put on the thumbnail for this YouTube webinar is um, Nelson Mandela and Gandhi. All right. Um, and uh, Salil teaches about Gandhi, and I teach about Nelson Mandela. And I think we would all agree that neither of those fantastic um, leaders that we all have known in the world, um, in the course of history, 
are they are not tyrannical. Um, Gandhi was a very submissive and um, graceful serving type of leader, but he managed to influence and inspire millions and millions of people. So to be so, the answer to your question would be to go and look at people like Gandhi and Mandela and see how they inspired people and through that inspiration were good leaders without having to be tyrannical um, in the way that they worked. It's not to say that people who are tyrannical are not leaders, right? So that, that is a leadership model and we'll start with models. That's why we put it in at the beginning of the course. You can have that authoritative style of leadership and sometimes it can achieve the objectives that you're looking for. So, for example, if there's structure that's needed, for example, in the army where they need people to follow orders, then you could say the leaders in the hierarchy of an army are tyrannical because they're authoritative and they will tell people what to do. And if you don't do what they tell you to do, you're punished. But the only way an army will have success is through that discipline and organization. So that authoritative style of leadership will work in some instances and it'll work for some people. But again, you must aspire to the leadership model that works well for you. It's certainly not a model that has worked well for me. Um, and I think to be so to your question, you should become a good leader by aiming for the leadership model that suits you, that suits your character, it suits your personal personality. Okay. Um, so what you will gain from this course is to look at the leadership models. And then as you learn about leadership models, you actually focus on the leadership model that you aspire for. And then you look for examples of that leadership model. Um, and follow in their footsteps and learn about that leadership model and then put those things um, into practice. Um, I Am Legend says, why should someone want to be a leader? You, you don't have to be a leader. Um, and it's not to say that everybody has to be a leader. And it's not to say that you always have to be leading. I mean, there's many times in my career when I felt that I wasn't called to be a leader or I wasn't in a situation that required leadership. And there were people around me that for whatever reason, because of the situation, because of their knowledge, played a stronger leadership role than me. So in that situation, I then felt I didn't need to lead because it wouldn't serve the greater good. It wouldn't be my best contribution at that point. But to answer your question, I think you would want to be a leader because it makes progress. And whether you're just leading yourself, leadership is about, about progress and about inspiration and about moving forward and improving your circumstances. So even if you're just leading yourself, if you're making progress, if you're finishing your assignments, if you're getting your degree, if you're doing well at work, if you're building your company, you're leading yourself on that individual journey as a leader. So I would say that whether it's yourself or other people, um, you would want to be a leader in order to achieve better outcomes than what you have at the moment. And those outcomes, you know, different people might disagree on whether those are good or bad outcomes. Um, and we, you know, we, we talk about the war in Ukraine, for example, um, in the course. And when I was in London, um, I was standing outside the Houses of Parliament where Zelensky had just addressed uh, the Houses of Parliament um, from a country that was under attack. Now, there you have two leaders with different objectives, Putin and Zelensky. Um, and you can, you can have your own opinions as to the right or wrong nature of each of those outcomes, but they are called into leadership positions because of those circumstances. And we, we speak about the leadership models that they use, and we speak about how different leaders respond to those circumstances in different ways, and then emulate the characteristics of the different uh, leadership models. I'm an introvert and people around me say I won't be able to become a leader, especially in the corporate environment. So I'd like advice on skills I need in order to be a good leader as an introvert. Okay, Princess, I believe that I'm um, introverted myself. Um, I, I generally, in a social setting, will not be the person that's talking the most, making the most jokes. I'm, I'm more intellectual. I'm more quieter and thoughtful um, in, in my style uh, of interaction with people. And yet through that, I have had leadership roles over the years that I've enjoyed and that through which I've been able to inspire people. So, so Princess, I think you should not listen to people that say you won't be a leader because you're an introvert. 
you should rather have a different mindset, one that says, what kind of leader will I be based on how I am naturally with other people? And an introvert as a person like me is more likely to inspire people through your example, through building relationships, uh, through having often, you know, intellectual, insightful answers and approaches to, to problems and to how to develop a journey and to inspire people um, to get there. An extroverted person is going to rely on a slightly different skill set and aspire to a slightly different model. Um, and, and that will then be the best use of their extroverted nature um, as they become that type of leader. So, so the key message, I think, and some great questions to starting off this, as we go into the, the leadership models uh, a section, let's just have a look at that, is that the leadership models vary enough for you to look at them and say, based on what my style is and my approach to life and the people around me, what leadership model should I be aiming for? Okay, so if you look here, um, you know, these are the models that we look at. So autocratic, authoritative, pace setting, democratic, coaching, affiliative, and laissez-faire. So the, the autocratic, tyrannical, um, directive leader, uh, we've spoken a little bit about that. Um, then authoritative, very similar to that. We've spoken about the army and how in that environment you need that structure, you need the authority of a hierarchy within which leadership um, is, 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 is manifested. Pace setting is somebody, and you could talk about the extrovert, as somebody that's on the stage, they're, they're out in front, you know, Elon Musk, um, you know, a lot of the, the very expansive, visible, um, well-spoken, um, marketing gurus and highly promoted leaders out there, you know, pace setting in a, in a sense. Um, democratic leaders, um, the, the word democracy uh, obviously associated with that, very keen to understand what the will of the people is, you know, so, so they reflect then what the will of the group of people is, the team uh, or the department or whoever it is that they're leading. Coaching, coming back to what we were chatting about, slightly more introverted people. I've done a lot of coaching in my life. Because I'm introverted, I often prefer to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I, I feel I can add a lot more value in a bit more of a smaller, intimate setting where there's a little bit more focus on the content and the intellectual conversation that can happen um, in that uh, coaching uh, interaction. And that's then often the type of style that, that, that I would have espoused to over the years. And then affiliative, again, is a little bit more relationship building a little bit more reliant on the trust that exists that they build within the team. And then laissez-faire is very much more a hands-off uh, leadership style, uh, very much more somebody that lets the team uh, get on with it and, uh, and, and really is there just to shepherd the team um, and get them involved. So hi, Salil. Are you there? How's it? Great to have you. And uh, so just to welcome Salil uh, into the webinar. Uh, Salil and I co-produced and co-taught uh, this course. Uh, Salil, thanks for joining us this afternoon. And we've had some fantastic questions just getting us going in this context of leadership models. And it's exactly the reason that we start the course with leadership models, because people think that they can't be a leader based on who they are. If they're introverted or they're intellectual or they're outspoken, you can be a leader because there is such a wide range of models that you need to look at those models, look at yourself, and then aim for the leadership model that is best suited to your skills, your personality, your character, etc. So, Salil, I'll let you give a bit of an introduction and then possibly give your thoughts on leadership models. And then after leadership models, and really, as I've explained in this webinar, we'll work our way through um, all the different letters of the word leadership, um, maybe not covering all of them in the same amount of detail, uh, but just to help you understand the structure of the course so that when you enroll and go into the course and take action after this webinar, you'll already have a bit of an introduction and you'll know where you can go into the course uh, to get the most value for yourself. Salil, how, how's, it, how's it going this afternoon with you? Thanks so much for having me, Peter. Um, and, and this course was great because this course came about from uh, our different perspectives and I've primarily led smaller teams. Uh, so for my Amazon seller business, I have a team of six. 
for my course creation business now. I had a team before, now I have a team of freelancers. So whenever I've, uh, whatever business I've done, I've had smaller teams because I run small businesses. And that's given me a perspective, a different perspective where um, I have to follow this sort of pace setting model that we talk about in this course, where, you know, I have to set the benchmark that this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do things and then make the team motivated and follow through. Because in a small team, each person has to do multiple roles. Uh, whereas in a larger corporation or a larger firm, you can have a smaller role or specific task. But in a smaller firm, there's an expectation in the smaller team that one person will do as many things as possible or you expect that they'll take care of any additional task. Because as a, as a owner, as an entrepreneur, I don't want to hire a new person for every task that comes around. I expect the same team or same, same people to take on additional tasks rather than me taking on additional liability uh expense based on a new new team member and uh it's been, become pretty expensive to hire people as well because the wages are going up inflation's there then you know per per uh, per person or per employee you have to pay a lot of upfront fees um hiring costs and all of that so it's always best that the team takes up more responsibility and for that my leadership style has always been base setting uh where i show the team that i'm taking up so many tasks and they get inspired and they get motivated to take up more tasks because they see me doing that. They see me doing multiple things. They see other team members doing more than they uh, are. And that sort of motivates them. And then they follow the same pattern of doing multiple things while having a different role that they were hired for. So, so that's the ideology that this course started off, where we talked about different models, what models I prefer, the way I try to lead my teams. And, and it comes organically uh, in certain aspects where your personality type, as Peter discussed, and how you are as a leader. But it also comes from another perspective where what is required in certain situations. So, for example, when I work with Peter, um, I don't have to do pace setting because he's already he's already setting the pace and he has that different style of leadership. Whereas if I'm working with my freelancers, then I need to have a type of leadership that requires constant follow-ups. So it's more of an autocratic where I tell them that this is what I need you to do. These are the guidelines, follow this and do this work in this duration, right? So with each setting, each team, each uh, environment, there's a different leadership style. And that's the beauty of this course is that we cover all leadership styles. So you can fluidly uh, figure out what leadership style is best for you in what situation, what circumstance, and that will help you just be an effective manager. Thanks, Salil. Appreciate that. And I've just got up on screen now the workbook um, that you'll get with this course. So each of the individual lessons has these one-page worksheets and you can download uh, each individual one page if that's the lesson that you're most interested in and the reference that you'd like to keep uh, after doing that lesson. Um, or you can get the entire workbook with all the individual worksheets that's available uh, in the introduction of the course. So we really have packed this course uh, with a whole lot of valuable information uh, which goes into all of the different elements of the framework uh, that we will skip through um in this webinar and uh, tracy's joined us um thanks tracy very kind of you um and i talk quite you know emotionally in this course about my own journey with leadership and when salil suggested that we do a course like this uh, and he eventually convinced me to do it just because it's been such an important part of my journey i knew that it would require such an emotional investment from me and became such a big project uh that both salil and i worked on for a number of months um, that I'm actually so proud of seeing how it's come out. And we've had such a successful launch of it so far in the last couple of weeks. And Salil and I are both so excited to now launch this with this community and give you access uh, to this incredible material. So Tracy, uh, to your point, yes, it's been a lot of hard work and fantastic once again partnering with Salil on this. But I'm absolutely thrilled that we've been able to uh, get to this point. Okay, Salil, maybe let's jump into then um, the E. Um, of our model and uh, you know this is all about empathy and this is all about relating to other people you know with that heart um, that recognizes the humanity of other people recognizes that ultimately leadership is about understanding where people are coming from being open to different perspectives practicing active listening demonstrating compassion remaining optimistic and I think that's something that I've been able to do in my life on my leadership journey and that optimism and that humanity and that empathy, even though I'm introverted, you can display those qualities and those characteristics and inspire people and, and, and make sure that they you know, achieve this sort of leadership journey um, that you're aiming for. Salil, your thoughts on empathy? 
Yeah, just um, almost an hour ago, um, one of the persons who helped us clean the office and is taking care of us, um, you know, we always saw that the person was in a rush. So what we realized is that woman actually had kids and she had to pick up her kids from school. Um, and she was always in a rush. And, and, and this is just like something we never think about, right? But with, as, as an empathetic leader, someone who cares, someone who cares. Now we ask her to come in the evening and early in the morning, whenever she can, with time is convenient for her. And that has brought her happiness in her household. She can take care of the kids when it's important and then take care of the work as well. So empathy and leading with empathy is so important because as soon as you showcase care for anyone, they'll always be grateful for you and they'll always work in the firm. How many times we've worked in a company in a work environment, we've not felt that uh, compassion and we've just felt that nature of just a managerial system where everyone's cold and then we just quit instantly, right? We, we can't be in a system where we aren't cared for, there's no compassion. And that's what we've discussed, right? Those, so the 17 lectures lead by demonstrating compassion. And in this video talks about how to demonstrate compassion is, you know, by taking a moment, uh, showing gratitude, uh, be the bridge that links your employees, right? So all of these things are ways to show. So we do feel uh, empathy as a compassion leader, but sometimes we're not able to showcase. Maybe maybe we're hesitant to come uh, showcase that, or maybe we're hesitant to bring up that communication, or somehow we're not able to bridge that gap. So these tricks uh, will actually help you sort of bridge that gap. You know, take a smaller moment, take a smaller uh, incident, small time, smaller period, and then you slowly build that being a compassionate leader. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Salil. And just uh, finishing off this um, section on uh, empathy, um, you know, and as I mentioned, you know, optimism is about this, uh, you know, belief that there'll be a positive result and to continually hold that positive result in your mind uh, as you lead people and show them the picture of that positive, better future, like you can see on the uh, captions on the screen at the moment. And uh, again, when we talk about the great leaders, at the end, many of them um, established their leadership credentials um, in tough times, in war, um, in, in situations that were negative and that were harmful to people and in which it was difficult to show optimism. So, so empathy for, for fellow humans is about showing them that things can be better and that you can work towards a better outcome. And something that I've always said in my webinars and always said in all my courses and content and in this course as well is that if you take action you improve your chances of reaching that optimistic outcome but leadership is as like salil was saying creating that bridge from where you are to that op optimistic um end goal but but people need to visualize something people need to be able to picture something in their minds and many students that we have in the student success coach community you know will visualize getting their degree and in our Facebook community, um, uh, you know, we often have people showing pictures in their graduation gowns um, or showing their degree certificate. And that visualization is, is optimism that has resulted in the, in the outcome. So the optimism of seeing other people achieve that and the bridge and the action and the steps to take that you need to get to that um, outcome is, is what leadership is all about uh, in terms of empathy uh, and that section of the course. All right, then one of my favorite uh, areas of the course, but uh, I'll let Salil uh, talk about um, action, which is the A. This is, this is actually my favorite section of the course too, uh, because that's, that's just the way I like to lead. That's just the way um, you know, I, I find it. So action-centered leadership here that we talk about is, is just like getting things done, getting that action done. And that's what I've learned with Peter's style of leadership, my style of leadership, is that we just keep getting things done. And what happens is action leads to more action, like almost a chain reaction, right? Um, and that's what we try to achieve. Um, and that's where, you know, it's about team, task, and individual, and then how they overlap and how they interact and how you have to balance um, the task. But then you have to take care of that the team is not lagging behind, the team is able to cope up, and the team is being part of the task. But then the individual's uh, aspiration should not be compromised. So that's how we discuss that. In, in order to make sure your action-centric leadership is actually going through you have to take care of the components of team task and the individual. I love that, Salil. Thank you so much. And uh, we've got that action-centered leadership model up on the screen there, which is, you know, what we teach from uh, in that particular lesson. And it's an established model, but we teach you the application um, from a task, team, and individual perspective. And when you think about driving action and taking those steps towards that better outcome that you seek, 
Um, you've got to always think in those three areas. You know, what is the task that needs to be accomplished as a result of the action? What is the team action and outcome that you're looking for? And then whether it's yourself as the individual or any individual member of the people around you that you might be leading or influencing, action is going to be related to all three of those. And the most optimal drive and encouragement and inspiration that you can take for your team is one that balances all three of those. So in the middle there, where task, team, and individual are all balanced in terms of the outcomes and the steps and the plan uh, that you try and put in place um, as a leader. And sometimes, you know, leaders tend to focus on only one of these three areas. So they're very task focused, want to get the job done, and they forget, but there's an individual there, and that individual's got certain views on life and emotional other characteristics, and they're forgotten, or the team um, doesn't feel part of the journey. And if you can bring those three together, uh, that becomes um, very powerful. So I've got a great question up there on the screen now, Lawazi. And my simple answer to you, what makes a great leader is if you do this course and you put it in action um, and you follow the steps and you download the workbook, um, I believe you know that everything that we put into this course is what makes a great leader. And really, when Salil came to me and said, Pete, let's make a masterclass on leadership. Let's answer that big question of what it takes to be a great leader. This course is the answer to that question. So the reason that we structured it through all the letters is that it, it gives you that holistic framework of everything that you need to know about leadership. There is a lot of detail within each of these. But this gives you the overall framework and the masterclass mindset around leadership. And then, as I explained at the beginning, you might want to go into a specific area. You might want to develop more time on certain areas um, of your leadership style. And that's your journey. That's your application of what you've learned about in this course. But the course will give you that big picture, that overall framework or overall masterclass on leadership. Um, that Loazi, I believe, passionately and emotionally will uh, help you become a great leader. And I felt so strongly about this even when I was in the UK and I had COVID and I was sick. Um, I got up, I walked around London and I made lessons. So the lessons that you see in this course of me standing by the statues and teaching you about Churchill and Zelensky and Gandhi um, and John F. Kennedy I had COVID in those lessons, but I felt so strongly that when I was there and I had the opportunity to teach from those statues, I wouldn't have the opportunity again quickly. So that was the degree of passion and emotion and my empathy that I had for this, uh, this topic of leadership and the action, <laughs> the action that I took um, to convert that uh, into something that you guys can all then uh, benefit from. Okay, Salil, let's go into um, diversity, a very important topic for uh, leadership. Your thoughts on diversity and leadership? Yeah, um, and just the most amazing part is um, I'm in New Delhi, India. I'm working with Peter Rose in South Africa. We have people visiting and seeing our courses from all over the world. Uh, today morning, if I just check my top 10 people, students, one from Kuwait, one was from the United States, uh, one was from the UK. So we get students from all over the world. We work with people from all over the world. So diversity is just inevitable, right? Like in our teams now, you will have people from different backgrounds, different cultures. And that's what we've tried to do in this course is to help you, one, understand that diversity is good. Diversity is good because it brings more people, makes more cultures, uh, brings people with different perspective. And then how to make the best use of diversity in how to use the perspectives of different uh, individuals. And then the best is how to really maximize and understand diversity. So in this example that I've uh, that we've talked about, I've talked about understanding the local culture in order to benefit from diversity. So uh, in Procter & Gamble, uh, their headquarters, the Asia Pacific headquarters in Kobe, Japan. And when there was an earthquake, people were more respectful towards each other. Uh, but there were people, there were American uh, expats who were not really considered part of local culture. And that's why they were not able to fit in and they were, didn't have the culture of respect and all of that. So you can hear the entire story, the entire incident um, in this, in this it's, I think it's around 12, 15 minute lecture. And then I also talk about incidents in India and workplace in India and how understanding the Indian local culture is very important. So 
so no matter where you are no matter which country which office and you will be in different circumstances where your company will ask you to go there or train uh, in multinational companies so you have to be very careful about the local culture you have to embrace the diverse diversity and you have to make an active effort you have to make that effort and saying yes i want to learn about local can you tell me how the local culture works can you tell me what do you guys think how do you guys work what is the best way that i can work with you or we can achieve those results so because you're in a different culture working with different people you have to ask and take input from them and that will help you boost the the connection and the discussion between the two wonderful thank you salil appreciate that and i think you know you can see there some of the other uh, lessons that we teach on diversity and from my perspective i've always been able to get better results as a leader when i've had a wider range of thinking a wider range of backgrounds a wider range of perspectives um when you are narrow minded and you think that only one type of person or one color of person or one type of language or place that a person lives in that's narrow mindedness um so whenever i've embraced uh, you know a diversity of thinking and a diversity of solutions and a diversity of approaching problems um as a leader you need to bring those together but the first job is to be inclusive in your mindset so that you're opening the team up uh, to have that benefit of diversity um in uh, in your team and then as a leader to inspire the team and get those outcomes uh from it so that is then um action diversity and ethics right so let's get into um ethics alil yeah um the best thing we can talk about ethics is how we talked about failure of ethics at first and then we discussed about you know the importance of ethics um what is ethical conduct and you know what is ethical conduct what are example of ethical leadership how to improve your ethical leadership skills but then we also give the cautionary tales of um what happens when ethics falls off so we talk about the enron scandal we talk about the satyam scandal and we talk about uh, how even just a small uh, lapse in ethics can lead to a cascading effect where the entire team or the leadership starts having a lack of ethics so ethics are very important to keep any company on the straight and narrow on the right path uh, so that they follow um, their ethical perspective ethical path they do good for the community and the community also does good back right so um if you give to the community if you are ethical if you are giving to your employees if you're working the right way you will get back so that's what we talk about in the course and ethics are very important as a leader this is the most critical thing you can do as a leader is set that example of ethics because ethics start with you right it's 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 that's the starting point if you are following or whatever rules you're following whatever principles you're following whatever code of conduct you're following that's what the team will do um so that's where it starts from you you have to take a lead when it comes to ethics and that's when leadership ethics is very critical because it sets the tone for the entire team so leo couldn't agree with you more and we're going to take a couple of questions now and then we'll also be able to provide uh, an amazing opportunity for you to get access into the course for our best possible price uh despite all the hard work that we put into this and the fantastic launch that we've had of this course already we are going to give you Uh, an incredible discount uh, on all this value uh, so that you can learn these leadership practices and put them uh, into practice uh, in your own life so a couple of questions here before i touch on the lesson that you can see up on the screen there uh, to be so says the florentine philosopher posed the question is it better to be feared or loved what is your answer to the question for me and my leadership style that works best for me i prefer to be loved that's me right um and that is an authentic response to the world's need for leadership with my skills right but somebody else might say well i prefer to be feared and they will have much more of an auth- auth- autocratic or authoritative style so an army general that needs to command thousands of troops into battle where many of those men are, are possibly going to die has to be feared because otherwise more people are going to die So you know fear or love is going to be dependent on the leadership style that you want to adopt and I would say again back to Mandela and Gandhi for example you know they definitely felt they wanted to be loved and they inspired through love and Gandhi espoused those those values of love and humanity uh and peace which you know we teach on um in the course and then Jennifer very important question talks about um this idea of whether you uh born or or created as a leader and um we don't believe that you have to be born a leader um i think that that's a misnomer 
And I think it's only because of the very visible leaders that we've seen that use their, their natural talents of being an extrovert and being well-spoken and highly visible that you see them. There are thousands of leaders in the world today that have a monumental impact on our world and environment that you just don't see. And many of them have learned leadership skills and then put them into practice. So we firmly believe that you can learn leadership skills. The mistake people make is to associate the highly visible leaders who have natural born talents relevant for that leadership style and think that you have to be born that way in order to lead. And even John F. Kennedy that I teach from in the course, and I read his, uh, the biography of him, um, you know, he had huge uh, issues of self-doubt. Um, he, he was not a natural extrovert. The John F. Kennedy that you see in the speeches and as the president, you know, he, he had a quiet demeanor and an internal sense of anxiety. Even Churchill had manic depression. Um, you know, he, if you read his book as well, and, and from which I teach in the course, you know, he was a leader for the time that it was needed. And he felt drawn into that. And he was able to do what he did because he, he led from a position of authenticity. He never tried to be somebody that he wasn't. Um, so I think both are true in a sense, um, but you might be born a certain leadership style. You can always learn leadership and, and learn a style of leadership that is suitable to you and your character uh, and the environment in which you um, need to lead. A young Koketsu talks about the balance between ethic and empathy. Uh, people might take advantage of empathy, 100%, okay? And that's empathy and, um, and a coaching style of leadership is often seen as a weak style of leadership, right? So you have to be able to mitigate for that. And you have to have those boundaries. And ethics often comes into that as well. And if you go into this lesson, the smartest guys in the room, which was the catastrophic failure of Enron um, not so long ago, incredibly bright, um, autocratic, um, extroverted people running one of the world's biggest organizations, but an absolute ethical and moral failure um, of governance and discipline and integrity and, uh, and the resulting breakdown of the company and the loss of trust um, in large organizations is a, a lot of what I go into um, in that lesson that you can see up there um, on the screen. Okay, let's move on then to resilience. Um, so, Salil, I'll put a couple of your lessons up on the screen. You want to touch on resilience, and then I'm going to put a link uh, to the course in the chat for you all to take action and get benefit uh, from these lessons. Yeah, so when it comes to resilient leadership, we talk a lot about it. Um, primarily because resilient leadership is all about, um, you know, how you as a leader, how strong you are and how you are able to motivate, right? So we talk about a lot of steps uh, such as, you know, um, sleep well, eat well, exercise well, and then all builds up your strength as a resilient leader. Then you have to be aware of what triggers you, what motivates you, what pushes you, what disappoints you. So all of that, it's all about knowing yourself first knowing yourself inside and out, and then understanding the situation, the circumstance, the team member. So it's about, you know, change your perspective about problems. So you, once you understood yourself and you think from your perspective, then you have to go in and understand what the other person is saying, what the other person's perspective is, what their motivations are. So you have to change and put yourself in those people's shoes. You have to put yourself in their problems, right? And you have to be present for distressing emotions. Um, the leaders, resilient leadership strength really comes across in difficult times in distressing situations. So a small incident is, um, you know, recently in a company, um, the, uh, the entire team was yelled at um, by the senior manager. And when the team went separately, the manager ran away and not run away, but like he went home. But instead, the manager should have been there saying, yes, whatever the senior manager said is true and it applies to me and we all go through it. We all work together and I stand with you, right? So at each level of the hierarchy, everyone has to be there for the tough times. And that's where the resilient leadership comes in, where you stand during the tough times. You are there when the things are difficult. And that really makes a difference between, um, you know, just a regular leader or just anyone who's in, the, who's in a manager position and a true resilient leader. And that's, you know, the most important part of it. It's also about, you know, vocally adopted test and learn mindset. So you have to say that, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. We'll test. We'll find a way. You know, and then once you do that, once you have that confidence, that intelligence, 
emotional intelligence automatically it develops where you know what situations require your leadership what situations require you to take a stand to be there for your team to make a stand for your team and just that will show confidence to your team that will build confidence within your team and portray you as a resilient leader so i think there are around uh 7 8 lectures of resilient leadership strategies um from around 20 minutes of that so all these strategies just try applying one strategy at a time just go in for the day try to do something try to apply one strategy and then slowly you build that resilience right it's like the thing about 21 days makes a habit so one small activity one small practice uh will build that resilient leadership as you can see exercise for example so you do exercise you do meditation um you do that one day two day three day over time it become and it becomes a habit and when you do exercise when you do meditate you're calmer you're more relaxed in difficult situations so all of this adds up right this is a smaller thing smaller strategies we have been discussed and they'll all add up to make you a resilient leader towards the top of resilient leadership yeah thanks adil and uh, and this lesson now on on resilient leadership in the fourth industrial revolution sort of talks about the forces changing the world um exponential companies and technologies um that are changing the way we live and work and then how do you lead uh through that how do you understand and 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 develop strategies and principles in that very different context uh which was different for gandhi different for mandela the world that they lived in was very different the world that we live in is volatile it's uncertain it's changing it's all those things that we hear of every day um and so this fourth industrial world that we live in something that i spend a lot of time on in my uh career at uh, the bank around digital transformation which gives me access you know to that insights and to that understanding of how it's changing the business landscape and how it's changing the way we go to market with products and services and how customers are adopting and using technologies you know leadership through all of that um is becoming absolutely um critical and as peter as we we had that question earlier about being loved or feared in the fourth revolution it's turning more towards being loved you know i mean we're not in the times of monarchy where you have to be feared and you know the king can only rule to fear um now it's more about being loved because um it's very important in the fourth revolution that you are the love manager and and that will get you a bigger team then bring more team members to your team bright members talented members because the word of mouth will spread that this uh leader is great the series practice resilient leadership or all those great qualities that we talk about and it'll all spread to word of mouth and word of mouth and that reputation builds through love uh, more often nowadays than it builds through fear yeah and i think salil just uh, you know what we've got up on the screen at the moment is the fantastic case study that you've done on pringles um and how uh, and just moving on to the s um in the framework that we teach in the course um storytelling is such an important part of leadership and uh you know you teach from that fantastic case study um of pringles and uh, there are a number of other stories um that we talk about um in the section of the leadership masterclass um and uh i think just such a powerful um technique to develop um in uh, leadership yeah. we also spoke about yeah. self leadership um so self leadership very important um and combined with those resilient practices of exercise and sleeping well and taking a breath and ensuring your mental and physical health um is uh, is good um you know these are all things then that you start to combine and the compound benefit that you get in your role as a leader um is really going to start paying dividends for you uh in your life and at work and i think salil you know you know these lessons are very high quality um you know we have lots of visual material that we teach from lots of fantastic worksheets um you know somebody has already commented i think to say that you know it's like watching netflix you know it's like a movie um you go through these lessons and you're entertained almost um and you learn about leadership as you're enjoying this experience of going through um you know this incredibly well produced and well packaged um course yeah and that and that's what we started out with like when peter and i were discussing about the topic of ethics we said you know whenever we learn about ethics it's one of the most difficult um things to teach and make it entertaining and because you know ethics are usually considered boring topics or a boring subject by people and so what we really did was we brought in examples of the enron scandal and we brought in other scandals and scams and you know what happens when there's ethical leadership so we try to bring in as many examples real life examples our own personal experiences 
or failures in ethics. So all the things that we brought in, in including the visuals, was just to make it more practical, make it more relevant. And when you're following along with the workbook, and I always recommend this to anyone who's bought the course, that you print the workbook out, or you have it open right alongside you uh, while you're doing this course, because it has space to write down and make notes. So once you're following along with the workbook, with the visuals, with the graphics, it'll make things a lot more easier for you. Yeah, fantastic. And then, Salil, just, I mean, this point of, of ego, you know, self-leadership, and that's certainly something that tripped up the leaders um, at Enron and making sure that, uh, and it's, it's again back to that action-orientated model of individual. You as an individual mustn't get too much focus. You've got to balance with the task and the team. And if you as the individual are the focus of your leadership efforts, that's ego-centered leadership, right? It's not a bad thing because a certain degree of ego is necessary for inspiration. And you could look at successful business leaders, and a lot of them do have very strong egos. But you've got to be able to manage your ego. You've got to have that emotional intelligence that understands when it's useful and when it's actually going to be harmful uh, to the people around you. So just then jumping on to a couple of these um, high-performing business leaders, um, a, a course on leadership certainly wouldn't be complete um, without touching on some of these. And one that's obviously close to my heart is uh, Elon Musk. Uh, love him or hate him. Um, obviously, he's been very successful, built up incredible wealth and changed all our lives in some way. And uh, I teach about his life um, and talk about him as a South African-born, uh, high-performing uh, business leader. And Salil, any of these that you want to touch on? Yeah, no, even for Elon Musk, um, if you weren't an exceptional leader, how do you convince the entire world that you'll make rockets that will land themselves and um, make reusable rockets? And now um, when he says, I'll take humanity to Mars, no one mocks him, no one jokes about it. Everyone really believes that he will take humanity to Mars. Truly, really, I believe in our lifetime, um, if we're wealthy enough, we'll have a chance to go to Mars. So, I mean, that's that's true leadership, right? That's inspirational leadership, and that's what he's done. And so that's why looking at these leaders is great in these lessons, um, is that we can really get inspired from leaders who actually done it, who made us believe into something, right? Steve Jobs made us believe in products, and now everyone, the world copies their products, and you know Apple has the highest cashes of in the world. So they made so much money because uh, we believe in what they've done. So we believe in rockets and going to Mars. We believe in... You know, I, Apple devices that work for years and they're high quality and we believe in, um, you know, so we believe in everything that they've done. We believe in Walt Disney's Disneyland, you know, it's his vision. He, he, you know, he, he even could not pledge his Disney shares um, to make Disneyland. So his shareholders denied his request to make Disneyland and, you know, he had no money to set up his vision and set up his dream. But still, because he had that vision, he had that dream. He made it come true, and now everyone—it's—it's it's our dream to go to Disneyland, take our kids, and you know, go with our family. So, so whatever they've done, whatever these leaders have done, it's so inspirational that they had that vision, and now the world can see it. And that's the true leadership, and that's why thinking about them, reading about them, learning about them is just—it's inspirational. Yeah, and and we we link things in the course as well. So, for example, we teach about storytelling, and then we showcase storytelling. Um, in Walt Disney, like uh, Salil was, was telling about. And the brand of Walt Disney is built on stories, right? I mean, Walt Disney's characters that he gave life to and that you can read about in his books and these movies and go and visit at Disneyland are all about stories. And stories is the Walt Disney brand. But Walt Disney himself was a passionate storyteller. That was one of the characteristics of um, his fantastic leadership. So what I'm trying to say is that we teach you the principles and then we bring it to life in the examples and the great people, um, as well as the authors that we profile. Um, so we've got a lot of great books that you can go and read. And I think that people have mentioned on the chat here. Um, so we talk about, for example, uh, Brene Brown, uh, Dare to Lead, Fantastic, um, No Bullshit Leadership by Chris Hurst. Um, and then these books you know, by Stanley McChrystal, um, who was in the um, Navy SEALs um, and, you know, his leadership style was born out of wartime, um, you know, really just very insightful uh, quotes and principles, you know, coming from um, these uh, leaders, uh, which, you, which you could read about here. And a fantastic book that I read this year um, was No Rules Rules by um, Erin Mayer and Reed Hastings, who is the CEO of Netflix. 
and uh, just an absolutely exponential growth in a company and how he as the leader of that company um, was able to develop a culture um, that is very much anti-corporate um, and doesn't have rules uh, in many instances. So they don't have vacation rules. They don't have expense rules. Um, there's a lot of trust-based leadership and empowering leadership uh, at Netflix, and yet they became so successful. Um, so back to the question of, you know, not everybody's going to love you. So if you aspire to be loved, how can you still be successful? Well, you have to make sure that that there are enough people that love you and your style of leadership, that that gives you enough success and live with the fact that there are always going to be some people that aren't going to love you and not going to love your leadership style. And uh, you have to be at peace with that. Um, and something that I've, uh, you know, had to work through in my own life. Just to finish off with Salil, um, we've got these fantastic lessons at the end here, uh, which I promised I would talk about. Um, so you can see here me at uh, Nelson, um, Nelson's column in London, uh, or me here at uh, Winston Churchill outside of Parliament. And uh, what, what was so fantastic about this lesson was that I was standing literally 100 meters from Parliament, where uh, Zelensky had stood up uh, and addressed the Parliament um, of the UK and quoted Winston Churchill, who, and Winston Churchill, as you should well know, said in the Second World War, you know, we will never give in, we will never surrender, we will fight on the landing grounds, we'll fight on the beaches, you know, we'll never surrender. And Zelensky quoted Churchill. In 2022, because of the war in Ukraine, and I was standing in London next to Churchill's statue 100 meters away from where Zelensky had quoted this great leader in a war in 2022. And the leadership lessons and the insight and the inspiration that you can get uh, from understanding these models and these ideas and quotes that you know great leaders have used, both back in the Second World War and in 2022, um, in a country under under attack, uh, which is Ukraine, being led by Zelensky, I think will just be such an entertaining um, and exciting opportunity for you to go through um, on your journey of learning uh, about leadership. Okay, Salil, which was your favorite leader? Um, this, this is John F. Kennedy. Any thoughts on, on the American president? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, all the leaders that we talked about were amazing. And, you know, while we were doing the research for them, so we always knew about these leaders, but researching about them, getting to know their life, that's what really, you know, brought that inspiration. So whenever you hear these stories, whenever you hear about them, um, it's absolutely motivational. And uh, Gandhi and, you know, so entire my entire childhood, we've been brought with um, books about Gandhi, stories about Gandhi, you know, there's a Gandhi Museum, right? Very close to my house as well. So bringing there, being um, close to these people, that's where the motivation comes from. That's where, um, you know, when I, sometimes I, when I was reading about Gandhi, I thought that this person led millions of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least I can do is lead my five, seven people team, right? Um, <laughs> so when you think about the scale of how these people brought um, millions to one cause, why can't we bring a few people to one specific cause? And that's where I realized it's because the cause is not true. So recently for my editing for this course, um, me and my editor, we decided that we're going to next, next time, we're going to aim for some editing awards. Why shouldn't we be recognized for our course quality or editing awards? And because now we have that goal that we want to be recognized for our quality, for our quality of editing, for quality of courses, for our quality of production, is now we have a common goal, right? Before this, it was all about making a course, but now it's about making a great course and we have that goal and that's what inspiring my team. That, you know, let's make a great course. Let's make something that, you know, truly will um, benefit our students, empower them, and actually help them develop skills of leadership. Yeah. And Salil, I'm just stepping through your uh, introduction to the course here. And uh, just to wrap up this afternoon, you know, reminder that as you sort of explain in the introduction to the course, we really take you through every letter uh, of the word leadership itself. And that gives you a sense of just how comprehensive and complete and high quality this masterclass is. And we've been able to provide you with discounted access. Um, it's the last few spots that we're able to provide as part of our launch. And so, Salil, back to you just to encourage people to enroll today, uh, to sign up for the course, to get the full benefit um, of all the great content and lessons and insights and material that we packed into this uh, leadership masterclass. And then from yourself to say goodbye, Salil. Yeah. 
so so when it so there are two things that we worked on one was the course quality and you know peter has been a course creator for all, i think 5 years now and i've been doing it for 2 years now so we combined our 7 years of just how to create the best most interactive uh, most engaging course of a topic that's usually not as engaging right um so we've created a course that you know as peter said almost be like a netflix series uh with workbooks with graphics with visuals uh with experiences with examples with case studies so we've created a great course that will be great for you to learn and then the concept aspect of it we've covered you know my experiences of running small teams and freelancers and peter's experiences of being in such a large corporation one of the biggest corporations in the country um and and we've tried to combine those experiences in a great way of creating a course which is visually appealing easy to learn um easy to grasp easy to apply to your life and that combination i think will really um, you know give you the maximum value and even if you do when you take the course just you don't go through all 10 hours of it just go through the first 5 minutes then go through another 5 minutes 5 minutes at a time one lesson at a time and trying to put those one lessons at a time into your own life into your own experiences that will really boost your experience with this course Super. Thank you, Salil. And Luistas, thank you. Already signed up and getting the benefit from this course. Appreciate that. And uh, good luck to everybody. And as Salil has said, you know, even if you put into practice one or two of these principles and um, lessons that you take away from the course, you're going to see some benefit in your life. And once you've enrolled in the course, you'll always get access to it and we'll continually be updating it and adding lessons to it. um you know and it's like that high quality series that you just always want to go back to and be entertained by and learn from and uh, continue to put into practice and uh, i've got no doubt that you know in the coming years as you all put these leadership practices uh, into your life you're going to achieve much more uh, success year by year day by day action and step by step so um thank you very much for myself for joining us today Uh, Tando, I'm glad you found it informative, and please do enroll in the course. Uh, pop in there, say hi to everybody, and go through the lessons. It's it's like watching Netflix. It's just absolutely so high quality. Uh, Cindy, thank you, Peter and Salil. Absolute pleasure. Young uh, Kukit, so great session. Uh, so for myself and Salil, we'll say cheers. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye.